nerds, you're listening to an episode on the Nerdcore podcast feed. If you're feeling generous, please consider pledging to a tier on our Patreon at patreon.com slash thenerdcore. We have tiers as low as $1 per month. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode! Welcome back, everybody, to the Nerdcore Podcast and podcast reviews of movies and talks that nerd shit. This is episode 600, and it is your review of following. As always, it is the Nerd Economy here to host the show, along with wonderful co host Brad Young Yoda. Hi, everybody. It's Monday. It's Monday night, live and early for our patrons over at www.patreon.com. Slash the Nerdcore at the $1 tier. This is going to be live and early for them. Going to be public for everybody else on Tuesday at 12 o'clock Central Time. But of course, we want to thank them so much for being being the best, great people that they are. And letting us be here for them early as we get to do this this podcast for them. Brad, uh, how are you doing today, man? Doing well, doing well, Raul. Oh, I had to take one of my dogs to the vet today, so I didn't go to work. Oh, crap. <laughs> is he, is he, is it okay? Yeah, yeah, it was just a just a regular appointment, so. Oh, okay. No big okay. deal. No big deal. Oh, okay. I'm like, God damn it, Yeah, she bro. did fine, so. It's like, is there anything wrong with her? I'm like, I don't know. She's German Shepherd and Husky mix. That's probably it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like I, uh, she is the way she is. (laughs) Other than that, she's perfectly fine. Who knows, right? Who knows? Who knows? This genetic makeup. Who knows? Oh my god! But um, I did watch. I did watch two movies though. What'd you watch, Brad? I watched one today, um, but I watched one called Bottle Shock. And never heard of it. Bottle shock. So it's um, in the 1970s, they had a tasting in France where they had a blind tasting and this shop owner brought in wines from California, from Napa Valley. And that's where all the Napa Valley ones won the awards over the French wines and created this whole stir. Um, this, this movie starred Alan, Alan Rickman, though. Um, mm. But sadly, not not great. They'd probably give it like a six. Not great. I liked Alan Rickman in it, but it was kind of meh. Yeah. Um, and then I watched um, uh, what the hell? Sideways. Sitting sideways. Nah. Not that Dif- one. Nah, different one, right? Yeah. So this starring um, uh, it's Giamatti, Paul Giamatti, and Thomas Hayden Church. Okay. And these guys, they go to basically uh, to wine country for um, Thomas Hayden Church's characters uh, uh, before his wedding. So they go, he goes, they both go up there, and Thomas Hayden Church's character is a piece of shit, and that's mm. kind of how you deal with that. So okay, that's pretty good. I give it, I'd probably give it like a seven or eight. All right, all right. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, why would you watch any more wine stuff, though, if uh, you're, what's it called, uh, so, you know, uneducated about it, you know? Job I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm trying to educate myself instead of yeah. being a being numb nuts, non, non-job having, non-knowledgeable, non, well, you know. Today you didn't have a job because you, you went to, you went decided yeah. to go to, to the vet, right? <laughs> Oh, I used I used uh my PTO of the thousand hours I've had that I haven't gone to job for. So yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> <Not> that guy. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Well, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you got to watch something else, and um, of course, I hope that uh you you enjoyed some of some, at least the process of watching that. I, know I mean, it was like I I don't know the 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 bottle shock. It just wasn't very well written. I don't think yeah. it was very well directed. It was it was kind of stupid, uh, and it says based on a true story, which leaves it in very open terms. If people don't know, based on a mm-hmm. true story means yeah, that happened in some way that isn't anything like this movie, which is what this was. But yeah. I mean, it's Alan Rickman on there. I had to watch it because I do enjoy it. Alan Rickman, you know, yeah. casting um, sideways, actually pretty good. Paul Giamatti and um, you know. Pretty freaking good, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I haven't watched anything. I was uh, just... I watched this film today uh, here at home. Um, you know, very different, right? Yeah, usually where I watch it. Uh, but I watched I watched that today at home, and I um, just did that. I tried to rewatch um, Secret Invasion. But I, I kind of fell asleep. Um, Tells you how good this episode was. Yep. Yeah, I'm feeling a little tired, man. Um, I just, it's just, you know, I fell asleep kind of late last night. So I'm right now, I'm just kind of tired. But uh, we are going to continue, though. Uh, but I, I, I didn't watch anything. Um, I wanted to finish up Come and See because I need to do a review on it for the chamber right for my channel. But uh, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna finish it tonight. I think I'm gonna just do these episodes we gotta do here, and then I'm gonna go straight to bed. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I got like an hour and twenty-two minutes left in that movie. So we'll see. Maybe I'll just want to knock it out. But we'll see how that goes. Uh, it's a pretty long movie. Yeah, it's two hours and twenty-two minutes. So yeah, it's. I need to. I need to get on it. But. Uh, I edit the other video as well, so there's there's that as well. But that's neither here nor there. But I didn't watch anything. But uh, of course, we should probably get into this uh, because that's what they want to hear. We want to hear our conclusion for the public of our Christmas Nolan month. But if you actually want to hear the actual real conclusion, you can go to patreoncom hardcore, pledge those five dollars, and you'll be able to get. This month's exclusive review of Dunkirk, as we talk about that, and then uh, we'll have that up this week. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get ready to do this, man. So if you've never seen Following, you should probably get out of here if you care about spoilers. But if you don't care about spoilers or you've already seen the film, then you should uh, you can you should stay. Either way, how any of that goes, this is your one and only spoiler warning. And it is, in effect, in a 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. 
<laughs> All right, Brad. So, do us the favor of introducing to introducing us to Christopher Nolan's directorial debut following. All right, Raul, coming from our one and only source, Wikipedia. Following is a 1998 independent neo-noir crime thriller film written, produced, edited, and directed by Christopher Nolan. It tells the story of a young man who follows strangers around the streets of London and is drawn into a criminal underworld when he fails to keep his distance. As Nolan's debut feature, it was designed to be as inexpensive as possible to make. Scenes were heavily rehearsed so that just one or two takes were needed to economize on 16 millimeter film stock, the production's greatest expense, and for which Nolan was paying from his salary. Unable to afford expensive professional lighting equipment, Nolan mostly used available light, Along with writing, directing, and photography in the film, Nolan also helped in editing and production. The film was released by the Criterion Collection on both Blu-ray and DVD in North America on December 11th, 2012. And directed, written by Christopher Nolan, as it says, uh, starring Jeremy Theobald, Alex Ha, Lucy Russell, John Nolan, cinematography, Christopher Nolan, Edited by Gareth Hill, Christopher Nolan, music by David Julian, and uh, actually, yeah, and the release date, uh, it did say 1998, so that was just Blu-ray, was in 2012. Okay. Yeah. Uh, running time is 70 minutes, budget 6,000 pounds, box office $48,482 from all three theaters it screened at, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um. This one, I, I, um, I actually randomly found it because I never find this movie on Blu-ray at all. Because I know the Criterion did a release of it on uh, Blu-ray. I never find this anywhere, dude. And every time I've looked is for it, it just, online, is it just a low release. Was that? That is like it's not really what's it called a, a really popular one, but. I was um that's I was surprising at a... being a Nolan film though, especially yeah. debut. You think it'd be a little more popular. Yeah. Um and it's an earlier well not an earlier, but it is not like a recent release. It's, it's by number six hundred and thirty-eight, so it's it's a couple years old. But um I ran I went to a, a Barnes and Nobles uh recently uh before my uh, before watching Oppenheimer and I found this film. I found three copies of this movie. Oh shit. On Criterion, man. Um, so I was like, wow, if I, if I really cared about this movie, I would have bought it, but, um, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I, I probably should have, because there's like a, there's a, there's a short film on there. Oh man. Yeah. This is a short film in there. Uh, but I, I, I think that this is not the last time this movie is going to get cleaned up. I think there's a lot no, to clean up. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it'll happen again. Um, so yeah, I know that there's like, it comes with, um, a surround sound mix of it. There's an audio commentary. There's an interview. There's a chronological edit of the movie in that one. Um, and, um, yeah, there's a bunch of cool stuff in here, but with that said, uh, Brad, what are your initial thoughts on following? Uh, so I ended up watching this on Tubi. It's I, the first thing I saw. It was on Tubi. So I'm like, cool. Um, but yeah, the, the, it was a very grainy film. You could, you could tell this was, this was done on the cheap. Um, it, it didn't look bad, but anything you saw that was kind of white or very light, 
you could tell it was grainy. But other than that, I, I mean, you could, you could, this is, you can definitely tell this is early Christopher Nolan. You can tell like the way he shoots stuff. He's, he's figuring out um, because certain setups and framing devices, it's just Nolan. Um, casting wise, I like the cast. I mean, for, you know, two guys on here who have nothing else because <laughs> you can't click on their names. I mean, I thought, I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, the whole go around, uh, go around, follow a guy. And then this guy notices you because he's a career criminal and you end up going to his world and he tries to screw you over. Very interesting. Very Nolan Noir. Um, but the thing this lacks is definitely the Nolan budget that we always, you know, see. Yeah. And um, Nolan's pacing. Like, he, he doesn't have the pacing down in this movie. This is a very slow, methodical... I, I mean, and I know noirs can be that way, but this just felt like it went on Dude, this for is an a hour long and ten, bro. time. And this is an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, and it just felt like long. Like, 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 and when we when I say that, this is coming from like, you know, when I watch Inception, which is how long is that movie roll? Like two hours, two hours and twenty something. This felt longer than Inception. Yeah, and, and it's just because it, you know, you're not Inception. There's a lot of cool shit going on, and there's just a lot of the story and detail. And this, it's, I don't know. It's just not very strongly edited um, and just, it's very slow. Yeah. Brad, you could have watched this on the Criterion channel, by the way. Yeah, um, would it look better? Maybe. Would it had no commercials? Yeah. Maybe. It would have had <laughs> yeah, the most it recent. Had commercials. It would have had the most recent scan, at least. But, um, yeah, because mine was still really grainy, though. I can yeah, tell you my, that right my, mine was great. Like, like, like I said, like the everything was in focus and pretty clean. But when you looked at it, like, like the lighter textures, it was grainy. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I like to call. This is not a big complaint, y'all. We're like, this is this was probably. Let's be no. real. Let's be real. real. It's ninety-eight. Know? That's kind of expected. It I'm was just shot saying... on sixty millimeter uh, black and white film, and it was probably like really cheap film. And that's all you could get. I mean, I mean, if you go and you know, Clerks has been cleaned up to who knows how long and back. So I'm sure if you watch the original of that, or the, before the first few cleanings, I'm sure it was very, very grainy yeah. and difficult to watch. Oh yeah, yeah. But um, so that at... that doesn't de that doesn't deduct any points. I'm just telling people, hey, if you watch this, it's going to have grain. It's going to have film yeah. grain. It's going to be really rough, rough film. But um, Brad, uh, I am not the biggest fan of this movie. Uh, there's a lot of promise here, like a lot. I um, want to see. Do you, just, just I, I'll interject and then you. I'll let you go yeah. through the whole thing. I want to see Hobbs like just show up. It would have been cool if Hobbs just shows up like randomly in like Nolan's movies. I think that would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but this movie was really rough around the edge here. Um, I I like the story. I really do like the story. I think it's a really interesting approach to his first movie. But the pacing is all over the place. Like it's really dragged out. Um, 
the, the what's it called the overall directing is not engaging at all like it wasn't able to really hold me that much where i was more so waiting for this to end rather than to like actually digest what's going on um and there, there at the, you know and there's parts of this where it's like nolan's trying to do a twist but it doesn't yeah. doesn't quite get there yeah but i do i always am a big fan of the way that nolan approaches noir because like you can tell that that um that nolan loves cinema like he loves film so much and he's been able to study all these like great noirs before his time so he kind of takes that and he influences it with like this modern approach to storytelling that he's crafted over the years so like i really like his approach i think that it's like really 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 um uh unique it's just that here it's like really hard for him to find his footing like I was just, you know, I was like, oh, wow. Okay, somebody's getting shot here. I was like, okay. Like, oh, now, now they're just, like, going out to do another thing. Like, yeah. I was like, I, I, it, it, I don't it didn't connect. It didn't really connect as well. Yeah. It's like, yeah, some random dude got shot and covered her floor. And yeah. apparently she's sleeping with both of them for whatever reason. And, I, yeah, most of the characters you didn't really care about. Yeah. Whereas, like. <laughs> he takes all of these things and he improves on it vastly and he uses it in what's it called in memento oh, yeah. like okay all those things that you're trying to work with here like time and um and noir all these things like oh you're gonna just do great in memento with it it's gonna look it's gonna do a great job with yeah, it and that, like, that's the thing is this film you can you can see rough nolan like this yeah. is like the start, like Nolan trying to figure, and because you can you can see framing and certain shots, and you're like, that's that's a Nolan shot, that's a Nolan shot through and through. Like he has some stuff down, but he doesn't have the pacing, doesn't have the editing, doesn't have quite the storytelling down. And then, yeah. like you said, when he gets into Memento, it all comes together there. And then yeah. continuing on, he doesn't like. There's no really bad film. Like if yeah. you look at Nolan's, you know his movies and i wouldn't even go as far to say that this is bad brad i it's think not it's bad. just his, his it's, like it's slow it's but definitely it's not bad. like once you look at his his films like this is the one that i mean like, is it is it my weakest. least favorite of nolan yeah yeah but it's his debut yeah. film like as somebody but, who by the way has had really strong feelings about how i felt about like dunkirk when it came out which i'm re-watching this week i was like this is obviously my least favorite from, from nolan Yeah, but, uh, sorry. You, you, I'm sorry. Like, my, 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 I'm trying to like consciously like move into. And then I haven't seen Dunkirk yet, so I can't even comment yeah, on that. Yeah. But um, for for this film, like, I mean, you look at movies and you just look at the Prestige and you look at Inception. You look at all those Dark Knights and especially as Dark Knights, the no, the noir concept that is Batman. And you look at this; mm -hmm. it's kind of there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Hobbs' character is is, you know, kind of almost like a Batman villain. <laughs> he's just a burglar, but he's kind of almost a Batman. Yeah. I did like when they um, and this it does have humor in this film. It, it's subtle, but there is that Christopher Nolan humor of like when he goes and he like, and the dude is like, "Yeah, I found a place to break in, and it's his yeah. place." And the dude's like, "There's fucking nothing here to steal. It's fucking shit." <laughs> 
I got to say, so bad for the guy. And that's something that I'll always appreciate from Nolan is his like approach with humor. Yeah. Like it's the very dry, subtle humor that he's developed over the years. That like even in Oppenheimer, where you're dealing with some of the most depressing things in the world as the creation of like the thing that might just finally eradicate human life as it is. And he sneaks in his jokes in there and it's just like, yeah, like he does it so well. I mean, and and here you it, see where it starts. Like he really does kind of have that like eye for, for his, uh, for his comedic writing. And it, it's needed in especially a lot of Nolan films. Cause yeah. there is some very deep and uh, deep plots. I guess yeah. you'd say. I'll also say that this is a movie where you see the most influence from James Bond. This is where like a lot of moments I was like, this is like Nolan wanting to make a James Bond film. Like, he's got the yeah. girl, you know, he's got the girl. He's got like the, the very morally ambiguous, um, what's it called? Thief. Mm-hmm. And the guy who's like, what's it called? Being taken under his wing. It's like, dude, like this is, this is as James Bond. Well, you as had you the, well, you had the, the mob boss basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was just, I was like, oh man, like, you know, this is, this is that James Bond as it can get, man. Like, this is, this is his attempt at trying to do James Bond. And look, I, I, I totally believe that, that, that Nolan will actually get to do that. He's going to get to do it. Like, it's going to come a, soon. I mean, I, except who owns Bond? The uh, Warner Brothers? No, uh, MGM. Who owns MGM? Amazon now. Okay. That, Nolan no. might actually get to do it. Yeah, I think you will. I think you will 100% get to do it. Um, But, you know, it's just a matter of time. But, um, Brad, you got anything else? Any final final thoughts here? I mean, the music was kind of cool in this. Yeah, and that, like, the repeating theme. Uh Repeating theme was actually really, really good. And and it's, once again, another pattern of his. Like, he's going to keep, like, bringing up that repeating theme. Like, throughout all of his movies, he's going to rely on one single track. In his films, they're like gonna be like what's it called part of like tension that comes with his films. So I was like, oh, I really like this part. Like this is a, like really like indicative of what his filmography will become. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, like in Tenet, that that overall just that same piece of music that keeps getting played. Yeah, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> uh, it does build attention though. Um, the sound design, I didn't have an issue really. I heard this one pretty good um and that's usually one of the biggest gripes of an Nolan movie is sound design it's like after this is when he decides uh, like oh well look hold on memento's mix isn't terrible yeah i think it's once he gets to like the batman trilogy oh yeah the batman's pretty bad yeah, yeah. like just just some stuff's too loud or the yeah. music's too loud or yeah he, he definitely not a yeah. problem in oppenheimer bro it wasn't well and prestige didn't really have a problem either no yeah inception like, inception had a problem here and dark there. it's the dark knight inception interstellar dunkirk where yeah. the dark knight trilogy those in those films is where he really starts to mess i with had that. an issue with tenet well yeah and tenet, I'm sorry. Tenet. tenet yeah tenet yeah interstellar yeah there there might have been a few it's the it's mostly when like he's dealing with the with the with the spaceship mm-hmm. it's just so fucking loud and his dialogue is like super low but um you know who are we, man? To 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 what's it called? To 
question the man, right? He's the one who makes it. He's the I one mean, who makes the movies. I, when it comes to sound design, I think you're allowed to question a little bit because you're yeah. listening to it and you're like, what the fuck, man? Like, yeah. Like it, I, I know your audience ain't like over eighty. Yeah. I know the majority of them's not over eighty, bro. Yeah. What are you gonna go ahead and give? What's your final verdict, Brad? Ah. I don't I'm mind feeling. It. I'm feeling a. I'm feeling a six. You're feeling a six. I'm feeling a six. All right, man. I have to come in a little bit lower than you, Brad. Because I don't know what my lowest was. Because I haven't really given low for Nolan. Oh man, yeah. I think you've always like either you're either at eight, and a, at eight. eight and above. Yeah. Eight even tenant. I think even tenant, which I didn't like, was like a seven and a half. Yeah. So um I'm coming in a little lower, Brad. Uh this one really just fell flat for me, really didn't do much for me. I'm coming in at least a five and a half out of ten. Uh yeah, this is one hundred percent his weakest film. He's my least favorite from him. And uh like I said, Slow. I'm gonna rewatch. Um I'm going to rewatch Dunkirk, so I don't know how I'm gonna feel about it now, but I know that like back then when I watched it, I was like, that was good. And I was like, that's it. I was just like, oh, that's, <laughs> that was good. The... and sometimes and sometimes that's what it is. It's just like, well, that was good. It's nothing monumental that I'm, yeah. you know. And that's kind of how I felt with this uh this one movie I just watched. It's like, well, it wasn't like well, actually it was it was kind of bad. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest, it was kind of bad. But I like Alan Rickman. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And, and like I said, it's, you know, 2016, uh, when that film came out, I was a different person. Um, I was, a, what's it called? Way different uh, person who was getting into movies differently. So now I'm going to watch it with the eyes of somebody who's like 26. And, you know, it's, and has seen quite a few so, more movies yeah. and cinematic and uh, kind of understands the background a little better. I mean, hell, we've watched Stalker. Yeah. And so, Stalker, uh, Stalker just totally changes your ideas yeah. on how a sci-fi is made honestly yeah so um i just i i'm gonna i'm gonna see what's up man um but yeah with that said that concludes our review of following and of course like we said if you want to keep up to date with us please check us out on our thenerdcore.com for our website twitter is the nerdcore underscore instagram is the nerdcore patreon.com slash the nerdcore for one dollar a month you get early access to this episode it's live for you and you get to interact with us, and we get to talk to you guys before it goes, you know, public on the next day at twelve Central Time. We want to talk about, you know, Christopher Nolan, Oppenheimer, following whatever you want. First of all, you can comment on our on our YouTube video; it helps us out a lot, and we want to interact with you guys. But most importantly, you can join our Discord by checking out the description on both the audio and video version. So if you want to go ahead and join that, it is available in the description. Of course, if you are watching this on YouTube, please make sure that you're leaving a like on the video, subscribing to the channel, clicking that notification bell so you don't miss a single piece of content that drops on the channel. And then if you're on the podcast side of things, make sure you're leaving a five-star review on the app that lets you do that, which for now, I believe it is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. So please go and do that. It helps us out a lot. It helps the show get to more eyes and also helps us, um, what's it called, apply for Rotten Tomatoes, critics, uh, you know, stuff like that. Of course, we want to thank our patrons who make this possible. You all are the best, and you all are the reason that we're able to do this, especially our producer, Shane. Where can you find Shane, Brad? 
You can follow our friend Shane at twitch.tv slash XSRK or at Twitter at thriftedil or go buy something from the Suppy God at prisoncityvintage.com. Damn straight. Go and check all that stuff out because he's a great uh, guy and he's thank you. We thank him so much for his help here and being a patron. Love you, Shane. And of course, y'all, y'all already know how this works. So I'll go ahead and repeat it again. We will not have a public review on Thursday because we are doing our mini pod and you can get that at patreon.com slash at the $5 tier. Also on Wednesday, it is our review, our, our movie commentary of Francis Ha, which you also get on the $5 tier. So if you join this week, not only do you have access to those two things, but you also have access to all the other ones that we've been doing these last couple of months. And uh, yeah, go and check that out. Patreon.com slash but in the meantime, Brad, uh, let's go ahead and send him out here. All right, Raul. Thank you for being host as always. Thank you to all our listeners out there, all our patron supporters. We appreciate each and every one of you. And to end this episode, um, watch your back. Young Yoda out. <laughs>